the entrance of his word giveth light. The eyes of your understanding are about to be enlightened. Get set for the word which will change your world for good. Christ Palace, expressing his love, displaying his power. And now, Dr. Mark. Every drop is gone. We should not seek the prosperity of the kingdom. We should not seek the salvation of the kingdom. We should not seek the grace of the kingdom. Seek ye. So, a, a lot of people are in church. The people who are preaching salvation think that they are doing something better than the people who are preaching prosperity. The people who are preaching grace think that they are better than those who are preaching prayer and fasting. None of them is better. What matters is there? So, John the Baptist, the first preacher, kingdom. Jesus, the second preacher, kingdom. The next set of preachers were 12. And it was the second preacher who sent them. Luke 9 verse 1. What did he tell them to go and preach? Salvation? No. Grace? No. Prosperity? No. Sin? No. Holiness? No. He told them to preach kingdom. Let's read. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So Jesus is standing why do we try to be self-righteous? Jesus himself said, go and preach the kingdom. But we have become the boss of God. Now, nowadays, they should preach salvation message. Nowadays, they should stop preaching. Nowadays, nowadays. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. You don't know. Jesus said, preach the... Okay, the third set were 12. Now, Jesus said, no, I think these 12, they are small. He, the, the fourth set of preachers in the New Testament were 70. Luke 10 verse 1. What did they go to preach? After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whether he himself will come. Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Verse 7. And in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give you. For the laborer is worthy of his heart. Go not from house to house and into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you. If such things are said before you and heal the sick that they are in and say unto them one, two, the kingdom of God is come near unto you. Hmm. The first preacher, kingdom. Second preacher, kingdom. Third set of preachers, kingdom. Fourth set of preachers kingdom. Then they arrested Jesus. They crucified him. And he died. Then he resurrected. When he resurrected, his first message was kingdom. Acts 1 verse 1. You don't know what you are talking about. You don't know. The kingdom is the heartbeat of God. The former treaties have I made. Oh, Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. And what did he talk about? To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So even after resurrection, Jesus still talked about the kingdom of God. Then the guy ascended. When he ascended, the Holy Ghost came upon the disciples. 
and what the disciples talk about. Maybe the Holy Ghost brought about another message. When they came, the church was growing so much. Then one of the deacons here, they appointed who they had trained. If the deacon was preaching a message, it means that the apostles trained the deacon. There was a deacon called Philip. He went to Samaria. Look at what he went to preach there. Acts 8 verse 12. Acts 8 verse 12. But when they believe Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom and the name of Jesus, they were baptized both men and women. Some will say, Pastor, you see, they preach the kingdom and the name. Take your time. I'm going to show you why that name. I'll take your time. Mm, from shore to ocean till sunshine. Where the sun will rise, never to set again. Where darkness will be no more, and death will be no more. Where pain will be no more. And that day is dependent on me and you. Now, you're saying that Philip was a deacon, so maybe he didn't have revelation. Paul, the apostle who was in charge of the New Testament, what did he preach all his life? Acts 19 verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for the space of three months. Paul did a series of in the church for three months. And what was he talking about? Disputing and persuading the things concerning for three months. Every Sunday, kingdom. Thursday, kingdom. Kingdom, kingdom. The things concerning the kingdom. Oh. Acts 20 verse 25. I pray for you. I pray for you. You understand the mystery of the kingdom. And now behold, I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Paul is about to die. He said that you guys, you won't see me again. And you remember that when I was among you, all I talked about was the kingdom. Acts 28 verse 23. Glory be to God. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus. Hmm, beautiful. He talked about the kingdom. But as he was talking about the kingdom, he was persuading them concerning Jesus. Both out of the law and out of the prophets. From morning. Man. I have not even preached for 40 minutes. You are checking your time. Paul preached from morning to evening. I think I have not done well. A lot of time. One day he was preaching. Somebody fell through the roof and died. And they didn't have insurance then time. So Paul had to resurrect the person. Me, we have insurance right now. So <laughs> no 9112. So he didn't have an option. But the guy was preaching. And what was he preaching about? The things concerning the kingdom. Go to verse 31. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hide house. Paul had a house. And received all that came in unto him. Preaching the kingdom of God. And teaching those things which concern 
The Lord Jesus, with all confidence, no man forbidding him, no man told him to stop. He, he did it with confidence. That's what I'm preaching today with confidence. Because I'm preaching the kingdom. You cannot preach the kingdom without confidence. When you understand the kingdom, everything, he said, shall be added. Oh, precious Jesus. Jesus one day had been working miracles, miracles. Then he went to pray. The people came and said, please, come and work more miracles. Jesus said, no, I must leave this place and go and preach the kingdom. Luke 4, 43. Jesus prioritized kingdom message above every other activity. Luke 4, 43. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I why did, did God send Jesus? It's, it's in the Bible. Jesus came to preach the kingdom. He said that I must, I've been healing the sick, but the reason why I came is to preach the kingdom. This is why I was sent. God has been running a calendar. And right now, we are in the kingdom era. When you study Luke chapter 16, verse 16, he told us that God has had three errors. And we are in the third one. The law, when is the Bible talks about the law, it talks about the books of Moses, the era of Moses, the law, and the prophets were until John. So we have the era of the law, which is the same as Moses, then the era of the prophets. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man pressed into it. Please, every man will have to press into this kingdom, or else you are outside of God's plan. Because the law, they used to run their life by the law. God came and said, no, we have upgraded. It's the era of the prophets. He spoke to them by the prophets. Then he says that, but now the kingdom of God is being preached. And every man, boy or girl, whether you believe or not, you must, you must press. You must press. Or else you fall outside of God's calendar. So the law, the prophets, and the kingdom. Go to Matthew 5 verse 17. Basically, what the law and the prophets did was that they talked about the kingdom. Jesus said, think not that I am come to destroy the law. I didn't come to destroy the law. Or the prophets, I didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets. But I have come not to destroy it, but to fulfill it. But when he came, he was not preaching the law and the prophets. He was preaching the kingdom. Meaning, the kingdom is the fulfillment of the prophets and the law. The kingdom is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. So all that the law and the prophets talked about was the kingdom. How do I know? Go back to Acts 28 verse 31. How did Paul preach the kingdom? How? Look at that. Look at the verse. Verse 23. 20. When they had appointed him a day, there came many to him, into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God persuading them concerning Jesus both out of the talk to me out of the and out of the but he was talking about the meaning the kingdom is in the law and the kingdom is in the prophets all that is God, God is interested in is in the kingdom so the law was about the kingdom but it was hidden the prophets was about the kingdom it was hidden but when the king came the kingdom was unveiled and reveal to mankind. We look out for Jesus. Beautiful. Now, one step further. Anytime they talked about the kingdom, 
you realize that they will mention Jesus. Can you see that? And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law and out of the prophets. The guy was talking about the kingdom, but he was talking about Jesus. And Philip too did the same thing. Acts 8 verse 12. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. Why would they talk about the kingdom, then Jesus? The kingdom, then Jesus. You must understand the components of a kingdom. The first component of a kingdom is a king. Without a king, there is no kingdom. Then there must be a domain or a territory. So the second component is the territory of the kingdom. Then the third one is the subjects of the kingdom. Then the last component is the laws, the keys, the mysteries of the kingdom. So there are four components we'll be looking at. The king, the territory, the subjects, and the laws, the keys, the mysteries of the kingdom. So anytime they preach and they were talking about kingdom and yet they preach about Jesus, what they were actually doing was that they were talking about the king. The center of every kingdom is a person, not an organization. The center of every kingdom is a person. The person who reigns and rules is in charge of the kingdom. And the kingdom of God, the one who is in charge right now, and who is reigning right now, he's called Jesus. When you look at Jesus, my brothers and sisters, he is not the man who came to beg so that, so that people will be saved. He's not the man who is so weak. His father was Joseph. His mother was Mary. No, he's a king. He's a king. When he hung on the cross, he did not look like a king, but he was a king. When they killed him, he did not look like a king, but he was a king. One day, Pilate looked at him and said, Sir, are you a king? Jesus looked at Pilate, who was supposed to be the king, said, that, Who told you? How did you know? Wow, clap for yourself. How did you know I'm a king? John 18, verse 33. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again. This is a man, they are beating him. They have spat on him and he stood there and called Jesus and said unto him, I doubt the king of the Jews. Look at his answer. Jesus answered him, Say yet, doubt this thing of yourself, or did others tell it thee of me? Say, did others talk to you about me? How did you know that I'm a king? And yet the guy was beaten, he was oozing blood. And he looked at Pilate and said, How did you know I'm a king? Wow, you are amazing. I will reward you one day. Look at what he said. Pilate answered, am I a Jew? The guy got angry that a common prisoner is talking anyhow to him. But he didn't know who he was, he was talking to. He said, am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What have you done? Look at his answer. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. <laughs> that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now, is my kingdom not from hence? Next. Then Pilate said unto him, Are thou a king then? The guy was still not sure. Jesus answered, Thou say that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Jesus said, To this end was I born. The one you got born again, the one you got saving, he is not a man of Galilee. He is not Jesus of Nazareth. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. When we talk about a kingdom, we are talking about the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. 
John 1 verse 29, the Bible says, uh, the Lamb of God, John the preacher, the Baptist, who was the first kingdom preacher, he said, the Lamb of God, that took it away the sins, take it away the sins of the world. He's the one going, not knowing that the Lamb was the king. Revelation 17 verse 14. Today, my assignment is to introduce to you the king of the kingdom. When the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, your first attention must be the king. If you know this king, all these things shall be added unto you. One of the reasons why before I preach you any day, any time, I try to talk to you about Yahweh, about Jesus, about God, is because till I talk to you about the king, we are not assured of answers. Till we get the approval and the pleasure of the king, we are not assured of anything. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. The king, the king. Mm, I love Jesus. When I love Jesus, you should know why. I'm loving the king. The one who is in charge of anything. Mm. This shall make war with the lamb. And the lamb shall overcome them. Why? Because this lamb, he is the Lord of lords. And the... I told you, Nebuchadnezzar at one point was the king of kings. Then the Grecians came, the Medopatians came. But in our era right now, since the coming of the king of kings, the lamb came. The lion lamb. He is now the king of kings. And he is taking over the universe of God. Today, it might not look like he is in charge. But he is working his agenda through you and me. He is taking charge. Let him not run ahead of myself. Matthew 21 verse 5. One day, he walked upon a donkey. Give him the NIV please. He said, tell ye the daughter of Zion. NIV. Say to the daughter of Zion. See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on the donkey, and on a cord, the foal of a donkey. When Jesus, that day, when they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, not knowing that the guy who sat on the donkey, he was the king of kings. If it was Nebuchadnezzar, I don't think he would come on a donkey. He would come on a chariot. But this king came in another way, and, that, and yet they could not identify him. He was concealed from their eyes. And yet, he is God's king of the kingdom. Let me give you a simple definition for the kingdom. I will give you five. Which one will stick to you? You stay with it. Then we close. The kingdom of God, first definition. The kingdom of God is the rule and the government of God. The rule and the government of God. The rule and the government of God is the kingdom of God. Number two. The kingdom of God is the regime of God. You know regime, military regime. The regime of God. God does not run, run democracy. Democracy is not from heaven. Hello? Hello? Democracy is not from heaven. It's not in the Bible. Because who voted for Jesus? Nobody can vote him out. It does not matter how much they write against him. He is still the king. They can't do anything about it. Is still King Jesus. Say, I don't like how Jesus dresses. You can't do anything about it. He's the king. I don't like the, the, the words of Jesus. He's the king. You can't do anything about it. When I was a child, I heard that Queen Elizabeth, he's a queen in charge of Great Britain. I was a child. He's still the queen. I was thinking by now he should pack and go. But no, no, no. 
he's still there. You can't do anything about it. Whether you don't like him, he's, he's too old. You can't do anything about it. She's still a queen. You like him, you like her, you like her, you like her. I don't like her. You can't do anything about it. She, she's evil. She's corrupt. You can't do anything about it. That one, you are okay. What about King Jesus? What about King Jesus? What about King Jesus? The regime of God. Number two, the kingdom of God is God exercising his authority over a domain or a territory. Exercising his authority over a territory or domain to fulfill his purpose. Okay? You want to understand? I will explain to you in a moment. It is God exercising his authority over a domain or a territory. Why? To fulfill his purpose. Number four. Any domain or territory where the glory, the power, the authority, the righteousness, the peace, you can keep adding. Of God prevails, that place is the kingdom of God. I repeat. Any territory or domain, not dominion, where the glory, the power, the righteousness, the peace, the joy of God prevails, that place is the kingdom of God. In a simple definition, the last one. It's any domain where the will of God is done. That place is the kingdom of God. Anywhere the will of God is done, the kingdom is there. You like that one? Everybody like that one? I don't know why you like it, whether it's so short so you can remember. <laughs> but let me explain to you. Matthew 6 verse 9. Matthew 6 verse 9. Pastor, so this kingdom, how does it concern me? Everything concerns you. They ask Jesus, Jesus, why should we pray? The purpose of prayer is a kingdom. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Next point of call. Thy kingdom. The purpose of prayer is about kingdom. The reason why people pray and they don't get answers is because their prayer is not kingdom. Hello? If you can find a way and put kingdom in your prayer, your prayer answers will increase by 55%. Money back guarantee. <laughs> I explained the Lord's Prayer. And I told you that there are only three segments. The kingdom, the power, and the glory. That's the summary of the Lord's Prayer. That's all. What's I explained? It's in the book. I wrote this one about three years ago. Yes. Information is everywhere. You have to go for it. Very simple. You can read it in. Somebody said one day. I'll take the one day. That one is safe. The Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, pray that thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Can I tell you something? The plan of God is that that house you are living in. If you understood that, the purpose of God is that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. Then what will happen is that if you are sick in any part of your body, you have the kingdom mentality and says that the kingdom must reign in my leg. In your finances, you say that the kingdom must reign in my finances. In that house where there's commotion, there's fighting every day, the purpose of God is that the kingdom will come to that house and his will shall be done. In your life, the way you live your life, the purpose of God is that that king will come and reign in your heart. So when we talk about the kingdom taking over, it's a place where 
we run our lives by the kingdom mindset. We run our life by the heart of the king and the laws of the king. A king is not run by a group of people who gather to make decisions. A kingdom is run by the laws and the ways and the thoughts of the king. In a kingdom, what the king says is a law and it's final. And to enjoy the benefits of the kingdom, you must rule and reign by what the king is saying at any time. Tea. Now, the first message of Jesus was about repentance and the kingdom. Many people in church believe that they should not repent, but they don't understand the message yet. If you understood the message of the kingdom from the pastor to everyone, everyone must repent. Pastor, I'm not a sinner. It's only sinners who must repent. Mark 1 verse 14. Mark 1 verse 14. I'll tell you why you must repent. And everyone keeps repenting. If I told you one verse, you agree that everyone must repent. But I will say this one before I tell you the simple one. Look here now. After, now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And what did he say? And saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. What does repent mean? Repent means, it comes from the Greek word, metanoia. It means change your mind. So, what Jesus was saying is that you have been running your life by the kingdoms of this world. Right now, change your mind and accept the kingdom principles. So, repentance is simply a change of mind before a change of lifestyle. Why should a pastor change? Why should you change? I am a Christian. I'm born again. I don't sin. I don't do anything. But when I look at my finances, I don't run my finances the kingdom way. I must change my mind. I must repent concerning my finances. I'm born again. I'm a Christian. I don't sin. I don't go to the club. I don't do all those things. But the last time somebody hurt me, I've not forgiven them. I'm waiting and boiling over it. You need repentance, meaning you must change your mind. Meaning, in the kingdom, when people sin against you, you forgive them. In the kingdom, actually, when people sin against you, you forgive them seven times in a day, then seven times, seven, 77. But you, they sin against you twice. You forgive them three times. You need repentance. You are not a sinner, but you need repentance. Why? You must change your mind and accept kingdom principles. <laughs> repentance simply means Romans 12 verse 1 verse 2 be transformed by the renewing of the mind you agree with me that the pastor must renew the mind if it's true then everyone must repent because repentance is a change of mind what are you going to do you are going to change your mentality to see kingdom principles one of the reasons why people struggle to give to God and to give tight and all those because in the world system I don't know why I should give before I get blessed but in the kingdom the way to get blessed and to increase is by giving in the kingdom I don't know why I should speak in tongues in the kingdom of the world I look like a stupid man person but in the kingdom speaking in tongues energizes me it edifies me so everyone in a way, in a certain area, you must find a way and repent. Repentance is not for the sinners out there. It's for everyone. Till your mind is adjusted to the kingdom, you need repentance. The plan of God right now, the reason why we go for souls, evangelism, is that we are going to establish the kingdom of God in their heart. 
if the kingdom can take over their heart, it can take over that house, it can take over that neighborhood, it can take over that city. Why? We are here to exalt the king. We are here to exalt the kingdom. I want you to leave this place knowing that you will belong to a kingdom. As you live in that kingdom, you must always worship the king. You must always adore the king. You must always magnify the king. The difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Is there a difference? When you study the Bible, the only time you find the expression kingdom of heaven, it occurs only in the book of Matthew. You never find the expression of the kingdom of heaven in any other book. It was only Matthew who used the expression kingdom of heaven. Most of the other writers use the expression kingdom of God. For a few times, maybe five times, Matthew used the expression the kingdom of God. But most of his writing, he used the expression kingdom of heaven. Now, the same events and places Matthew used kingdom of heaven. The other writers used kingdom of God. Dr. Mark has just deposited into your hands the truth to your glorious and best life ever. Meditate on these things, give yourself wholly to them, and your progress and success will be evident to all. Connect with Dr. Mark at www.thechristpalace.org or email Dr. Mark at cpimhouston1 at gmail.com. And best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Christ Palace International Ministries, 15152 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77083. Christ Palace International Ministries.